This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Glam Mirror. Hi, I'm Dr. Tabitha Mir, and you are joining me for Glam Mirror. I am a cosmetic dermatologist here to uplift, inspire, educate, and talk about all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Glam Mirror with me, Dr. Tavisa Mirror. And today I have someone who I just have to tell you, I'm very excited to talk to, Dwight Eubanks. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I like to describe you as the international man of style. <laughs> I mean, I actually got dressed up extra because I knew you were going to be here. Well, you're so beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what much more you needed oh, to go do. On, Absolutely go on. flawless <laughs> face is just sitting, and the hair is lovely. See, the fact that you complimented my hair means something because you are like Atlanta's master hair guy. So I was thinking it's got to be in place for this man well, coming in. Well, you did a quite a well job, wonderful Thank job. You. It's actually relaxing for me to do my own hair and makeup. People are like, who does? Who does it? I mean, sometimes the hair, I definitely want someone else to do it, but. It's a little relaxing for me. Well, you can re- I can relate to that because, you know, I still do hair, and a lot of people don't realize it, and it's relaxing for me to do people's like hair. You're in the zone, right? I, you just get zoned out. Yeah. And uh, some days I just love shampooing, and some oh. days I just love coloring or perming and relaxer or hair extensions. And it, it, it really is therapeutic, yeah. so I can definitely relate to that. My schedule is so busy that sometimes the only time I get a massage is when I go to get my hair done and they shampoo it, and I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it's it's therapeutic. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, if people have been living under a rock, we recognize you from Real Housewives of Atlanta, you know, and that's sort of where I remember seeing you, and you were kind of, um, I believe, Nini's, one of Nini's friends. Right, yeah. Phaedra, so you're friends with all the ladies, and married to medicine recently. That is absolutely correct. I'm from Atlanta originally, so a lot of these women I knew before reality TV came about, you know, and uh, Phaedra, ironically, had it's been my attorney for a while in real life, real not life. just for television. Yeah. And uh, I met Greg first before I met Nini and uh, became friends. And the rest is history. And then and going over to uh, Married to Medicine, I met Lisa Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, working with her on her clothing line. Yes, and, I want to uh, talk about that in a little bit because I actually saw one of our fashion shows. Um, that she threw. So I didn't realize you were one of her partners. Yes, I started the original collection, Lisa Nicole collection mm-hmm. and signature collection for Lisa Nicole. And um, that's how that whole thing came about. So I, you know, been on television, yes, but I do work for real, for real. Well, you know, this is the thing. I, I, that's what I kind of want to talk about because um, the TV gives you the platform. I mean, you were what kind of like the other housewife that's what they were calling <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, the and, sex housewife. And it was fun to watch you on. I mean, you brought it, you know, you really did. I mean, your clothes, your everything was on point. And it speaks to your confidence. You know, do you ever um, have people that reach out to you because or if not, you can talk to them right now. Like, 
people who are what's what gives somebody that confidence? Where does it come from with you? Well, you know, for me, it comes from within and just um, being around fashion and beauty literally all of my life. I, right. uh, you know, grew up with two sisters and playing with their dolls, you know, and coming from a, a Baptist, a Pentecostal background, yeah. a guy playing with dolls was just taboo, right. you know, in the in the 60s and um, got beat for that. And the more I got beat, the more I wanted to play with dolls and comb their hair. So that I really have been around it literally all my life and just loved it. And it's all about following your dreams mm-hmm. and your passion. And I tell people all the time, God gives us all something. Mm-hmm. What he gives you, he may not necessarily give it to me. But uh, if when you're in tune and you follow your dream and follow your passion, it doesn't become work. No. And work should not be work. It should be something that you enjoy. You know, I a couple of things that you said I really resonate with because I, um, first of all, you came up in a, in a time where playing with dolls was not you know, it was taboo. And what you just said, the more you got beat, the more it made you want to play with those dolls. Well, I so, didn't I didn't understand yeah. why. You know, my sister, and I understand I was a boy and they were right. a girl. I got that. But, you know, because... You're like, but why? You, but why? Yeah. You know, they're, they're playing with dolls and you're giving me these stupid balls, a basketball, <laughs> a football <laughs> that football had thing. no hair on it, <laughs> a fire truck, you know, and... I you know, can't put I didn't lipstick want on this ball. <laughs> it, just didn't, it just didn't make sense to me. Right. And uh, somehow, you know, and it, it just was a challenge, yeah. you know, uh, growing up in the 60s. But um, that's how I say I got started. You know, when I left my mother's womb, mm-hmm. I was playing with dolls and fashion and hair and, you know, went on to learn formal training and, and, and uh, sewing and millinery. Went to FIT for millinery for hat making and um, then went, of course, still fighting it growing up. My father did not want me to do hair. Right. And... Um, Still challenging in that my godfather did hair, but he didn't want his son, being that he was a minister, to, to, to do hair because it had a, a image, yeah. a reputation uh, back in those days. Yeah. And um, somehow, you know, we got around it and um, still fought, you know, all the way to the end. But I won, you know. I know. So at about once a month or so, I go and I and there's a lot of young kids, you know, and I, I do it mainly for female empowerment, but you know there are little boys out there too, and it's it's to kind of teach the generation coming up that you have to remember what it is that your passion is, because then it'll never feel like work. And that's and for me, that's how it is, and that's why you know it's so relaxing. And even if I'm, and people all people say, well, you're all over the place. You're doing this, you're doing that. But it's all the things that I love to do. But Dwight, I'm know? the same way. People are like, you're a doctor, and you have a show, and you have a TV. I'm like, yeah. So what? Why do I have why, any rules? Wh- right. Why do you ha- can only just do one thing? Yeah. It's like having a bag of M and M's, and you can't just have one nut. You, you know, know you what? got to be able to pick and choose. I, I want the red ones. I like the yellow ones, and and that's the beauty of life uh-huh. is just being free if we're going to be free yeah. uh, totally is to just enjoy life and it's in abundance yeah. and it's so much to choose from how can you just choose one I agree know? and when you come from a place of, of, of that where you really truly enjoy what you're doing 
I think it breeds more of that, which is why you start doing other things. Well, b- because you be inspired. Yeah. You know, it's just like here, uh, being in New York doing Fashion Week, mm-hmm. and you're just walking down the streets, mm-hmm. you know, and, and every time I come to New York, I make it a habit to just go to Birdoff. Yeah. And to the flower districts, to, to see the beautiful flowers, yeah. what's coming in that day. And, and it's just inspirational everywhere that you go. Right. So I can't understand people saying that they get stagnant and bored in their careers and what have you and um, yeah there's a lot of that it's just I, I, I can't conceive it because it's just constantly evolving you know what was in last month is out this month last season you know you got four seasons in a year so things are constantly changing and how do you get bored I you know. know because the colors are changing the, the the lengths are changing textures are changing so you, you I'm constantly being inspired so I don't I don't get it you know I'm never bored I'm always I agree. And I think it's because you're coming from that place where you're inspired and you really love what you're doing. So what you just said about how you went through your upbringing and here you are now, you chose to choose um, that as a challenge to make you better. Oh, absolutely. And I think people, when they come to something that's hard or tough, they need to remember that before. Well, you know, obstacles come in all our lives, and uh, that that makes us different and make us stronger. It's being able to get pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. Yeah. And um, that's just life situations, you know, yeah. and that's what makes the strong stronger. You right. know, it's being able to keep on moving. So people, I'm sure, ask you, do you still work at your salon? Oh, you still, absolutely. So, absolutely. so you still do? If I wanted to make an appointment there, I'd see you Abs- there. Thursday, I'm normally in the salon Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And I normally travel Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And this case, I'll fly out tomorrow, which is Friday, and mm-hmm. go from the airport to the salon. Right. And, and work all day and start all over again Saturday and take another flight out Saturday. So, but it, it's exciting for yeah. me. You know, it's something about getting on a plane and going other places. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you're like, wow, how grateful are you? It's it, You yeah. get the opportunity to see the world, to see other cultures, uh, other lifestyles, embrace them. And it just embroiled in your rising. And uh, I'm just so blessed and so privileged for those opportunities because so many people don't get that opportunity. No. Don't get the opportunity to go outside of their own community. I agree. And I think that when you start putting it out there that you want to help more people, which is what you've been doing with a lot of your philanthropic work, um, that's what takes you to those other places. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's just, it just comes so natural for me, you know, and and, and the fashion and the beauty industry and the arts industry in the early 80s, and I'm just kind of like rumbling, but... um, you know, and it was an academic of HIV and AIDS, right. and I had so many people around me that was getting sick and that was dying. And instead of running away from them, I ran to them mm-hmm. because these were people that I said I loved and I cared for. And now so, you see them getting sick, right? So you know, I felt compelled to try to do something and didn't know what to do, but just being there on, on the side of the bed to hold their hand to yeah. just be there uh, because we really didn't know what was going on. And um, and it still goes on now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're 30 plus years into HIV and AIDS awareness and education and the academic is still going. So it's still I'm still running on mm-hmm. to see what the end is going to be and um, embracing and just trying to share and educate, particularly to our youth, because there's an academic going on in the communities that um, they just don't have a clue. And I said on a you panel, think even now in today's day and age, oh, absolutely, it's, it's, uh, it is. It's, it's, it is. I, let me 
me tell you, I did uh, HIV AIDS walk in Orlando two years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was walking in the walk, and this young man was telling me about a initiation party. Oh, no. And I was like, well, what the world is that? Initiation parties are where people that are positive have parties and meet and have intercourse to inflict inflict people that are negative. Oh, Lord. And I was like, why would anybody in their right mind want to be positive of HIV and AIDS? And the young generations feel that they're going to get it anyway. So they might as well just go on and get it and get it over with. And I went back to CDC and I said, listen, you all have made this too pretty. Your yeah. campaigns are too pretty, and, and people are wanting to be HIV and AIDS. See, I agree with you. I think the campaigns have become too sugar-coated. Uh, absolutely. You know, you got guys and, and women just buffed and flawless, but the, the medication doesn't work for everybody. What if it does not work for you? And getting on medication, it's, 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 it's just somehow there's a disconnect. And yeah. until we start having conversations about these uh, situations, we can't really address it. And our churches don't want to talk about it. No, it's so taboo. The, po- the political arena don't want to talk no. about it. The mothers and fathers don't want to talk about it. But I tell people all the time, there's a workshop going on every single day for all the bad things there is in life. Mm-hmm. And this has been taught on the streets. So our parents have to have these conversations. And, and people's like, well, when do you start? Now. Mm-hmm. You know, there is never going to be a right time to open up the door for conversation. That's why we have so many teen pregnancies because people have not talked to their daughters or their sons about uh, protected sex. It's not like they're not doing it Mm -hmm. because they are. You know, whether you realize it or not, they're curious. I was curious. You were curious. So what makes you think the new generation is not not curious? You know, so and and then it gets strung out on heroin and all these other things. It's just that we have got to be aware and have a conversation with our daughters and our sons. It's interesting because I actually never thought about that until you just talked about it right now. Like I um, will take a taxi or I'll walk through, um, you know, Chelsea here in New York City and I'll see advertisements for HIV medication, HIV positive, and they are beautiful men. Healthy, muscular, you know, you see these men in these relationships on these photos and they're just healthy. It looks like it's pretty and it's not. It's not because, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the early 80s, you know, what have you. It was like skin and bones. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd be here today and all of a sudden it just hit you and then you're gone. Yeah. You know, and um, and. They, the young people have no idea what that looked like. Yeah, you know, you can't explain it to them unless you go and do research and find out what HIV and AIDS really looked like. Yeah. The, the sores that came on, and well, we would see it in the hospitals. And I think, absolutely, and I think that the difference between like somebody like myself is I'm looking at it from the scientific side, not realizing that there's this culture that is trying to make it like it's no big deal. These parties you're talking I'm, about, I, I, I was just floored I, and about it. I couldn't even. I mean, that must have been pretty jarring for you to hear that. So reaching these people is probably one of these big challenges that you have. Well, you know, it's, it's given having these kinds of platforms in which we're doing now, is it's opened up the doors to have a discussion and to talk about it. You know, and education is everything, you know. And I, I like that you're so active in that in terms of your, you give back to charity. Like you've, you've become really successful as a businessman over the years. I think it's important for people to give back. I think that it behooves you not to. 
feel. Well, that's my minister side. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the preacher in me that comes out. You know, everyone my, needs a little bit of that, though. <laughs> my father and my grandfather yeah, yeah. were ministers, so it's you know, everybody. You don't have to be in the pulpit to minister. Mm-hmm. You know, and so often that you reach so many other people by being in the trenches and and right there with the people yeah. to get your message done. And so I'm I'm forever grateful for that opportunity. And you know, you reach one person. It's it's it, it's it makes all, a difference. It, does. it makes a difference. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking all things beauty from the skin to the soul. This is Glam Mirror with Dr. Taba Samir. Now, I can't not talk about your style. I can't because what what it, I'm seeing is that you have such an a style that's so uniquely your own and it attracts you you stand <laughs> out but that's a good thing you weren't some people weren't born to fit in where do you get your inspiration from yeah I get you're it from very every, posh very luxe I, like all I, these. I get it from everywhere I'm constantly being inspired you know and just walking down the street here in New York you know I get inspiration by looking at my surroundings mm-hmm. by looking at the architect of buildings by going to art galleries and seeing shows and um, went to a wonderful restaurant last night and been just been yeah. inspired by wonderful by foods. Yeah. It's just where I am. There's, there's beauty in everywhere somehow. Even when I'm having a, a really, really horrible day. Yeah. There is beauty in that day yeah. that I find. That's and nice. so I guess it's just a, a way of, of, of me just being so positive about life situation mm-hmm. because I... I'm just so grateful and so privileged for for so many opportunities of being able to travel the world. So, you know, it's just so much to absorb to that you just it just keep going and just yeah. taking chances mm-hmm. and risk and pushing the buttons. You know, you know, if if God wanted us to only have um black in our wardrobe why did he make red why did he why make is up? that blue it, we got so many o- choices you know why if he only wanted us to eat bananas why did he have all these <laughs> other fruits and nuts and berries and, and choices and vegetables different choices so we it's just so much that we can choose and we can write and create our own destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else can define who we are right. or what we are doing other than you. You know, it's just making those choices choices to, to get up and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. And I'm going to stick to it by whatever means necessary. It's really funny because I'm also, I kind of come from this culture where we always kind of put our stuff together. Like, I can't really look, walk into the house sloppy. My mom will not have that. And it's just kind of how we've been. And it's how I am. And my nieces are four and five and that's that's how they are they are fancy little ladies and I remember being in med school and this nurse I was on call for my OB GYN rotation it was brutal and this nurse walked up to me and she said by the end of this week you're gonna be so exhausted you're not gonna have time to put on that lipstick oh wow guess what that did so to mean me? and cruel that's what that's what that did to me I took that lipstick out every <laughs> single time I saw her I wiped it on like three four five six layers and put it back in and I made extra sure that everything was on point Always. because that was a way to motivate you know it's 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 and a lot of people say to me why are you so dressed up I'm like if I have to explain that to you you have to understand you don't this understand is who I am yeah yeah and because you know when you look good you feel good yeah, you know, and you perform and better. Absolutely, it's a, it's a it's a lifestyle. Yeah, you know, it really is. And um, 
I encourage people, you know, to do it. To yeah. just, you know, if you don't want to put on a full face of makeup, there's other just things that you can do. Just that lipstick is just, uh, or, or just put on some eyelashes, some yes. false eyelashes, oh, and I love forget it. the forget the foundation, the eyeshadow. If you just had on false lashes or mascara mm-hmm. and lips and go, you're still flawless. Listen, for me, you know, I I, I get dressed up to go to the drugstore, and it's not an insecurity. It's thing. fun. I love it's, it. It's 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 like you know, uh, I look at commercials and sometimes now my nieces and my nephews um, playing dress up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's something about a girl's putting on her mother high heel shoes for the very yeah. first time. Oh. And that's just their dream mm-hmm. is to be able to wear these shoes and walk in them. You know you can't walk in them. And, but it's just, you know, putting on that hat, your mother's hat. And it's just fun. It's, it's cute. And, and, but we, and you, for cases like you and I, we mm-hmm. never grew out of no, it. We, <laughs> we still, we still playing dress I was up. sad the day after Halloween because I'm like, what do you mean I can't put Swarovski crystals on my face anymore? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, why? why can't I wear this every day? Why? Why? Yeah. That's that's the beauty of life. Yeah. And, you know, people like you and I and others like us, mm-hmm. we get it, mm-hmm. you know? I get it. And listen, at the same token, if somebody chooses not to dress up, that's their, that's for them, you know? Hey. But I, I, I would like to encourage people that the ones of us that do like to dress up, just let us. Yeah, Leave yes. us alone. Let and us wear that ab- glitter. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, even when you wear your dungarees and your blue jeans, yeah. you know, it's Oh, put those high heel shoes I on. I sure do. You put know, those lashes or, on. Yep. And 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 dress it up. It doesn't yeah. always have to be casual. Do what makes you feel good. You know. That's and I think a, that I've I've noticed that as the years go by, people are getting more casual. Not me. Uh, not me either. <laughs> no. Not me. And I just feel a little sad because I think that you know just brush yourself up a little bit. You know, I don't know. I just this thing in my family and how we are. We just we are really big on just looking good, and it's not for anybody else. It's for you. Well, I think I think fashion, the whole fashion industry is changing. Mm-hmm. You know, we went through a, a period of, of style that it was casual, mm-hmm. and I think it's fashion is a circle. You know, mm-hmm. everything that we do is a circle, and I think we're on that return of glam. Yeah, I do too. You know, my favorite favorite show in the whole wide world was Dynasty. Growing oh up, Lord, that's where you know epic. they yeah. just dressed to the nines. Yes. So I I see uh, that coming back. Bring we, the we shoulder pads back. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I mean the gloves. You know, uh, that the hat, yeah. the shoes to match the the hat, the belts, and just the fashion coordinator it, it, you gotta live it you gotta love it I'm thinking if you had been on that show could you imagine okay. oh. oh my god more <laughs> more Joe Collins who more and you know I love Queen Elizabeth you know yes. and uh, her pocketbook and her yeah. hat and her shoes is always oh this is just flawless I know you know it's something about the English protocol of that glamour has. for men as well mm-hmm. you know you always had the shiny shoes mm-hmm. a press shirt you know even if you had on jeans the, the dad the, your father had a press shirt with cufflinks. My dad didn't wear jeans at all oh, until right. probably his late fifties. See, I'm I was like that. My mother was the four, the oldest of the fourteen mm-hmm. child, and she had to iron and do all the pressing for the other siblings. So when she got kids, she was not <laughs> going to iron in the blue jeans or fe- uh, like, t-shirt. So, so we never had them until I got uh, to be an adult. I love it. I think that the motto of the story is be yourself and let it, let everyone else be. But hey. take take a second to put on that little extra something to make yourself feel good. Speaking of, I can't even tell you how much I laughed at your botched episode. I have to 
clarify with your mother. We, can we get talk about this? Well, your nose looks amazing, by <laughs> the way. Thank you. And, and I, I can breathe. And I have a professional crush on Dr. Dubrow and Dr. Nassif. Oh, they are just too, too wonderful on camera and mm-hmm. off camera. They are just two amazing, amazing, really genuine people and really talented and know their craft. Yeah, and they are caring. They look like they really care. They really do. And that whole experience is one that I would never forget mm-hmm. uh, from the time that um, we began the conversation all the way to the end. And they constantly call mm-hmm. to, to check on me to make sure I'm okay. Because people anything. don't realize they really are your doctors. They're not just playing them on TV. No, no. yeah, And they they become a part of your life mm-hmm. because, you know, people don't realize it, but my surgery t- took 12 hours. I didn't even know that. It took, it took 12 hours. Wow. And um, and it, we had four doctors working on me at the same time because wow. they, had take, they had to take cartilage from both ears yeah. and my chest to create my nose and mm-hmm. because uh, they had such a small area to work in mm-hmm. to it took longer to, to do it and, and it's we just such and detailed it's, work. it's such such detailed work and precise and uh, I had no idea it was going to take 12 hours and um and when I came through, you know, the, there was no pain. Mm-hmm. I felt no discomfort. The mm-hmm. only thing was my throat. I couldn't breathe. Well, I that's from swallow. the intubation. Right. And that sucks. And it was yeah. just so raw. And yeah. I was like, what the it's, world it's did you all do? Yeah, it's like someone takes sandpaper and puts it on your throat inside. It, it, that happens with everybody. And But yeah. it was like, too, that was the most discomfort that yeah. I had. Yeah. And But I wasn't mentally prepared no, for that. because you're we thinking it'd be in your face. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the ears didn't feel any pain. The mm-hmm. chest didn't feel any pain. It was my throat. I was like, I wasn't prepared for this. I want (laughs) to eat, you know. And um, but that whole experience was great, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, that the whole episode. There's a lot of footage that was not shown. And you spoke about my mother. Oh, yeah, so funny. Well, again, growing up, my mother didn't like blood, and and I don't. And I just totally forgot about it. Yeah. And I was just like, well, come and go with me to to make sure I'm okay. Yeah. Because I'm all the way in L. A. Because you're gonna be a little groggy afterwards. Post op, the drugs are gonna take a little while to come out of your system. And I just want some somebody to be there, Mm -hmm. you know, close to Mm -hmm. me. So uh, she went and she went in the room and just acting like she was just really, you know can handle it and but she was really fighting it and I totally <laughs> d- forgot about it and we went in the room to take the bandages off and I knew she kept avoiding me you know and I went back to the hotel she didn't want to look at me so I, and it still didn't register and the funny part about that whole episode was there was two camera people in the room and the room was very very small it yeah. looked like it was a two by two in the, in the office uh-huh. and one guy was just three times our size and, and he was holding the camera uh-huh. and then another young lady was holding the camera she was three times our size and they kept trying to get Dr. Bo- DeBose attention uh-huh. and and they couldn't because he was so in tune and to me right. and um, they, they saw her they were seeing her. that she, she was getting she was pale getting, yeah. right. so um and the funny part, I just started laughing because I they know. never put the camera down. That's what I wasn't laughing, the fact that she failed or fainted, but the two people that could help her uh-huh. were still rolling they the camera. Couldn't. They couldn't do anything. They're basically like bystanders. Yeah. And, and, it, and he and his assistant trying to pick my mother up, it was like, she's on the floor. I was on was, the floor dying it was just, I, I just remember sitting, like watching your mother, just, and all of a sudden, Dr. Nassif was like, you okay? You okay? And she's like, no, I'm really not. <laughs> 
wait, then she kept trying to look at you, <laughs> and he kept turning her face away from you. And, but the funny part was, well, she really did hit the floor. Oh, and, they didn't show and, that, did they? They didn't show no, that part. No, I didn't part. see that. She hit the oh. floor, and... Her wig fell off. Oh no! <laughs> her oh, dress no. came up. Oh poor woman! She, she had did on hit no the pants. <gasps> I was dying. Oh, it, it was, was worse than it what was, they showed. It was really worse than that they showed, and they just really Ed did a great job of editing. Because editing, it just looked like she kind of collapsed. Oh a bit. No, no, she was. <laughs> <laughs> Every your time I mom. think about it, and I kept tip threatening her, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna show your your nay out." Yeah, they can keep it out. That's a little fuzzy over it. <laughs> and so she was like, "They're not gonna show that." I was like, "Why?" But first of all, you're 75 years old, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why did you have on the planet? <laughs> That was the first question. That was the first. I mean, the wig went one way. The whole thing, I mean, I was just, it was hysterical. I mean, I couldn't stop laughing. I didn't even know any of this. Well, they didn't show any of that. And and it was still a joke (laughs) because I'm saying to them now that they're they're coming to Atlanta to film in a couple of weeks. And I keep threatening her. They're going to show it. You know, this unseen footage. (laughs) They're going to pull it out. You need to always have that over your mother. Oh, no I do. What. I do. So, and I, you know, it's a joke now that, are oh, you wearing any panties? <laughs> Mom, we're about to film. Do you have underwear on? <laughs> it's just really, it's just really funny. But um, that whole episode was, was really amazing. They did a great job. I mean, yeah. it's, it changes your life. It goes to what you're saying. When you feel good, I mean, you had everything else. You've got your outfit, you're, you're, you're on point, And now you have that one thing that was probably bothering you. Well, you know, this actually was this that surgery was my third nose job. Mm. You know, my first one I got it done in my early teens, and then I was we had this um, surgery party in New York, and it was about ten of us that came to New York. You like a a funeral for your old nose, right? Boy, have I had a crazy life! I and love that you that, drew your nose, an old nose, a funeral. That's awesome. And it was, it was just really crazy, but uh, it was fun, mm-hmm. you know. And it's living out life and following your dreams. So you said they're coming back again. The people from Botched are coming back. They're again. coming. They're coming to Atlanta to film um, on what I'm doing now uh, in a couple of weeks. Where's his nose now? Where's, his <laughs> Where's Dwight's nose? Is now? it still? Is it still working? Is it still functioning? Yes, it is. Is his mother wearing? underwear <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> the, that, it keeps going on and going and going I and going it. it's I hilarious it. so I want to actually let everybody know you're working with uh, we talked about Lisa Nicole Cloud you were doing you were helping her with a line yes. are you going to be launching your own like is there a men's line coming out yes it is in yeah. fact I showed in New York uh, what September um, last year oh wow the great. spring and summer collection it's coming into the stores now it's a complete line of uh, men wear from underwear to shoes. Um, What's it called? Eubanks. It's called the Eubanks Collection. And from that, uh, I got inspired to do um, a collection of spirits. I did a collection. I've done a collection of gins. Uh-huh. Gin was the original uh, martini of choice when you did martini. The elegant men. The apps, gin, and gin, th- yeah. that's why I yeah. say we're going back to the well-dressed woman and the well-dressed man. Yeah. So the gin is a collection. And when I went into... Um, this production with uh, um, partnering up with a company called Local Choice out of Kentucky and mm-hmm. out of Charlotte. Um, it's it's not spirits like we used to. Our 
fathers and our mothers and grandparents used to drink, drink gin. Yeah. And as we became younger, we didn't want to drink what they were drinking. Yeah. But And gin kind of got a, a bad rap. But what we've done was taken the, the methanol out. The methanol is discarded, and that's what gives you that harshness for uh, taste to yeah. it. Yeah, a little bit of a it's, bitterness. Right. It's, it's taken out. It's totally very, very smooth. Mm-hmm. And when we were coming up with formulas, that, again, yeah. not being able to choose just one, I, you know, did a collection. So we went into the Eubanks collection of gin. So the classic is just a no flavor to it. Then I did a pink grapefruit, a lime, and a jasmine. And um, How are they flavored? uh, Natural. Just natural. Sugars, no sugars. No, no, no. no, It's all organic. It's all gluten-free. See, that's And it's kosher. And it's kosher. I can't have gluten. And I I thought that was a joke when a friend of mine was like, oh, you need to try gluten-free. You know, she drinks a gluten-free vodka and it's, it makes a huge difference. Uh, absolutely. And this this is, I'm going to get you some too. Uh, it's really, really smooth. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really taking drinking to a, a whole nother level. Yeah, where it's that being taste, respo- not about, Absolutely. Yeah. And, but, it's so smooth that you. I like it just straight out of the freezer, mm-hmm. and Ooh, and just uh, nice. on a little ice and chill it. Um, and I find when mixologists mix it with other things, it gets it just get distorted and it tastes horrible. So I, it's a whole different way in educating. Um, people about drinking. I agree with you in that whole thing because I don't like when there's a lot of stuff. It's just the calories go up, the sugar goes up and it just it shows on your body and your skin like the next day. And you don't you don't get any of that. You know, gin normally comes out of your pores, Mm -hmm. you know, and you smell it the next day. This you don't do Mm -hmm. not get that that effect from right. it. So it's a whole different um, way of drinking. So it's a, the, you have the clothing line, mm-hmm. which is the Eubanks collection, and then you have the Eubanks collection of spirits. So uh, it, we're just building as we go. It's a and lifestyle that you're building. A, uh, mm-hmm. You said it. I said it. it. Where, um, where do people find that, the clothing? Well, the, the, uh, the clothing is, is online, and we have several different boutiques that it's in, and we have licensed with uh, distributors for the spirits it's in 32 states. So we're just uh, running the, the first batch next week, mm-hmm. um, and the labels were just done. The bottles wow. were just done. So we're just very new at this, but I've been working on it for a year. But it takes a long time to get the right packaging, the right labeling, because you want I it to had, be sexy and elegant. I yeah. had no yeah, idea that takes a long time. what I was getting into. Yeah. And and everybody said I you know, accomplished a lot in, tw- in 12 months, mm-hmm. because you, you have to get the licenses and the permits and wait for them to send back a response to saying that yes you can use this font yes you can use yeah. this label or it's a whole process but we're there we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're going into production next week which is fabulous which is fabulous so we should be into liquor stores starting in Georgia um, the end of, of February that is so in March if the products would be out and we're going to start hosting an education having ambassadors to go out to educate people about what they're drinking which is good and pairing it up with different foods and pairing it up with different chefs and coming up with uh, wonderful recipes of how to eat responsibly and drink responsibly. So it's like a, it's like you're educating a lifestyle for how to you know Absolutely. drink. It's not about. Well, I just don't want to have a product out there that uh, people can just go out to buy. Mm-hmm. I want them to know what they're buying and why they're buying and it. The and you can make the choice. Yeah. You know because you know technology has come a whole long ways from uh, thirty years ago. You know we didn't have 
have uh, computers uh, that you go to the bank on every corner and get money and cell phones. And so this technology, it's a $350 million patent on the system, the way this uh, alcohol is being processed. Mm -hmm. So um, we're excited about it. I'm excited for you. Um, You should write a book. Well, <laughs> ironically, the book no, is in print. Really? <laughs> yes, true story. It's called Dwight Eubanks' Life Imagined. Wow. Uh, it is so in print. It is finished. Dwight Eubanks' Life, life Imagined. Imagined. And, uh, and it tells about... Um, my life growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first first book. There's a whole series that that I'm gonna do. Uh, this is do just you sleep? why sleep. <laughs> I don't who sleep have, either. Who has time I know. for that? I sleep when I I sleep when I'm tired. Who has time for that? When you love you know? what you're doing, so because you know I have so much to share, so much to tell, to that I just needed to start writing it. So I wrote it down, put it in a book, and um, it's 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 I'm I'm very pleased with available. it. And it's available. People it, can get it. It'll now. be available next. Next week too. It's just ironically how the clothing line was launched last year, mm-hmm. and we finished production, and it's out in March. Right. My birthday is in March, ah. and the book is coming out in March, and the spirit is coming so out. So March, March is a big month for so you. So March is going to be a very very exciting month for me. So I'm going to try and get all of this straight. You have a clothing line. Eubanks That's called Eubanks collection, collection, and a gin. Eubanks collection, and then your book. Life Imagine. So where can people find you? Well, uh, just Google Dwight Eubanks. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and all those things. And there's a whole list of events that's coming up. The the book tour uh, signing will be uh, nationwide. Do you have um, dates yet for your book tour? No. The, the publishing company is working on Fabulous. the agenda for that. So I don't I do not do all of that no, part. No, of course not. That's just, why there's They Google. just tell me, you show up here, you go there, do this. I and, know. And I try to be on time. Yeah. you know to wherever I'm supposed to be so it's going to be an exciting year you know we started ended up 2015 on, on a bang and we started out 2016 on a bang and it's going to be a wonderful wonderful journey it's going to be a wonderful year it's kind of it's just so cool because having been introduced to you me personally on Real Housewives of Atlanta seeing what you've you know kind of learning about what you've accomplished and what you're still accomplishing I think it's a, it's a really wonderful thing to meet someone like yourself who's so entrepreneurial, very successful, and so willing to give back to his community. And I think that's a lesson for all of us to kind of follow, that no matter how much you have, you can always give back and you can always do more. Absolutely. And, and because there's so much to do, you know, and yeah. um, and I, there's no need to sleep, no, no need to rest, no. because there's so much work to be done. Well, I'm excited to have you here today and to talk to you and get to know you. And I'm more excited to see you on Botched again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on Botched again. Uh, stay tuned for Married to Medicine yes. um, and Atlanta Housewives. So we're going to keep on reinventing the wheel and keep on spinning it and doing some wonderful, amazing things in the community. Keep being inspired. You'll have more things coming out all the time. Absolutely. So everyone, I want to just take this time to thank Mr. Eubanks, please Google him at Dwight Eubanks and look at him. Look for him on Instagram and Twitter, and you'll be able to find out what he's doing, when his clothing line is coming out, the gin line, and the book and the book tours. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You got it. Those of you who are tuning in, um, thank you for tuning in to Glam Mirror, and please tune in again every week at this time. Thanks so much.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.